Right, it's very important that we uh, consider and care for the environment around us. Indeed. We might need to make sure that we are protecting all of the things. Here are some things that we've watched. Oh, yes, in their natural habitat and everything. Very important that we look after each of these things. And here are some things that uh, we've played with. Oh, wonderful. It's it's lovely to see them, you know, um, really a, a healthy part of their ecosystem. Indeed. Uh, and over here, careful, just if you crouch down <gasps> oh. very low, look here, just, just under this bush, just some things that we've listened oh, to. Oh, they, they are. I, I'll make sure not to spook them. They are very easily startled. But they'll be back. And they breed like goodness knows what. <laughs> oh. um, now... Over here, just if you peer through the thicket, just over there. Now, just just, oh. just see on the far side. Oh yes, I've got my binoculars. I think there's, I can see. There's a couple of queer trans ladies. Oh, wonderful! Definitely have to make sure we can serve those and keep them safe. Indeed, it's vitally important that they are protected and cared for. Wonderful. Indeed. And now, if you look, just a whole grove of skits. Oh, wonderful! That ah. Oh. Nature's so wonderful. Indeed. This is the joy of being a queer and pleasant ranger. (laughs) Gotcha! Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about bits of media we have consumed in the week and have a bit of a catch-up and some time together just doing talking words. Talking words. Yeah. Noise. How are you doing this content consumption-based week? I'm sleepy. Same. It's a tiring week. It's a tiring week of sleepy It's only Tuesday. I know. How is it only Tuesday? It feels so much further into the week. That is the question. How is it only Tuesday? How is it? Well, we've, we've done some things with our week which will explain part of how we've gotten from one Tuesday to another. We did some things. Some of those things were things we played. Mm-hmm. What have we played this week? Games. We played some board games. We did. Uh, do you want to start with... Should we start with Terraforming Mars? We st- well, yeah, okay. I mean, it might take us a while <laughs> just to terraform all of Mars during the... Well, we'll just talk show. about the board game Terraforming Mars. Okay, then. yeah, yeah. So it's a game for uh, one to five players, I believe. I can't yeah. imagine playing this single player. Although I understand it's like a just a score attack. Yeah, definitely definitely works better if you've got someone to play against, I think. Uh, you play as uh, corporations with the mutual goal of making uh, Mars warm, wet, and uh, breathable. Yeah, you've got to raise the temperature, the oxygen, and the level of water on the planet. Yeah, nice. And along the way, you're trying to terraform the planet as much as possible in a way that will benefit your corporation. Indeed. So you get, um, every, for every forest you put down, you will be raising the oxygen level, so you get bonuses for that. Yeah. But then there's also things like um, importing methane from other yeah. planets. Or, yeah, or just starting to get pets on Mars, or building cities, and ultimately, like, the game ends when you have got the temperature, the oxygen, and the water up to a certain level, and... Early on, there's incentive for you to push those scores up because you get points for raising those numbers. Mm. But as you get closer to the end, you start this interesting dance between the players of, look, when those last four water tiles go down, the game's going to be over. How many points can we get before someone pushes the button and... and... Are you ready for the game to end? Yeah, it's, it's very dancing back and forth, trying to rack up points as best you can before someone goes... 
And I build two more water tiles and everything's done. Boom, game over. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. You Basically, you have uh, a hand of cards, which you have to sort of, you do research for. So you will be given like four cards to choose from at the beginning of a round. And you pay for the ones you want to research, and yeah. the rest go in a discard you, pile. You can take as many as you like, or as few as you like, but you, you pay for the ones you take. Them. You've got a salary. Um, at the start of every turn, you've got several resources that you collect. You, you get sort of a salaried amount of, so you get money, you get steel, you get uh, titanium, you get plants. some plants, you get energy, you get heat. Um, and you can sort of... Do things like build certain buildings that might let you, say, increase your 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 financial production or how many plants you produce each turn. Mm. Basically, how many free resources do you get at the start of each round? Or free sources, if you will. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff to balance in this. There mm. is the actual terraforming of the planet. There is point scoring cards to have on the table. Mm -hmm. There is getting cards on the table that let you do things like new actions that you previously couldn't do. There's trying to increase your production of certain resources so that later things will be easier. There's have you got enough of a certain thing that you can claim a uh, an award? Yes. Or a research goal? Yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of awards on the table that are like, hey, the first person to build three uh, bits of greenery can go for this and get some points at the end of the game or do, do you uh, do you think you're going to have the most thermal production by the end of the game? You can sort of guess that you're going to get that, and if you're correct, you get a bunch of points at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different options on the table at any one time. Lots of ways to try and score points. The first few rounds of that first game, we definitely had a, a bit of paralysis of, oh, there's so many things we could be doing, and I don't know which things are useful. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that really relies on a test game. Yeah, you need to have... A game that you don't mind that you're not going to know what you're doing, because by, you know, before you're halfway through it, you'll be like, I understand what is helpful and what is not. You just have to mm. kind of make some choices and see what happens. I mean, you could probably play some kind of short game where you do, like, yeah. here, are, here are half the goals. Yeah. See how you do by the we've, end. We've done that with certain board games before. We've gone a few turns in and gone, I understand what I'm doing now, let's start from scratch. Yeah, can we start again? Because I've just worked out. What some I was things, supposed to be doing. Yeah, some things that I'd sort of messed about early in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think a test game, or at least, like, whatever your first game of something is, being willing to go, yeah, doesn't matter if I don't win. Yeah, exactly. Just, just an understanding of this This is a, a learning game, and that's yeah. Fine. It's It's a good, beefy game. It took us, what, somewhere in the two-plus hour, like, two, two and a half hours? the first game took about three hours. Yeah, the second one was about probably two, two and a half hours still, I think. Thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, it is a decently lengthy game. But it's got it, some good weight to it. It never feels like it's dragging, though. No, um, I mean, it, it moves pretty quickly. Individual turns are fast enough that it will pretty consistently get back to, okay, time for me to do some shit again. Yeah, I'm not sure if how, how that would be affected by playing with more people. Yeah. But playing uh, just in two players, which I had heard wasn't super great. We had a lot of fun playing in two... A cab, a cab indeed. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun, but I yeah, that's the thing. I imagine with more people and a longer wait between getting back to your turn, but I suppose also you'd have fewer turns because more of the terraforming would be done by other people. So I don't think it would increase the game length that much. But you'd you could always throw the extra cards in. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. like quarter of a deck of of 
corporation cards. Yeah, but I mean, the, the temperature and oxygen are probably still going to rise in as many actions. Just fewer of them will be yours, I would guess. It's very hard to say. Yeah. I, when things are back to normal, I'm excited to try this with a larger group of people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun little game about terraforming Mars. The fact that you have the, like, the, the starter corporations. Mm. So it's like, if you're playing a starter, you get a set amount of money, which is higher than most of the normal corporations, and you get ten free cards at the beginning again. Yeah, you don't have to pay to keep any of your starting ten. Like, and and the the manual says that you can very easily mix and match players who are going to go with a basic starting corporation yeah. and players who are going to go with like one of the the more advanced ones. Yeah. And there's like even more advanced ones with the the little symbol on for adding mm. in. Um, and it's basically like, hey, this corporation, you'll start with less money. But you can pay a certain amount to get extra points that will be bonuses later. Yeah. Uh, you had the one where you got all sorts of energy and bonuses. Anytime I was building power plants of any kind, I, I, I got them for cheaper, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Which means you got to uh, put the the heat on real quick. Oh yeah, that was where I was trying to rack up early points, was just crank that heat up real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had fun with terraforming Mars. I had fun, I would, I would be very up for playing yeah. more of that. We played a three hour game on Saturday and then Sunday we're like, I'll play another game let's of that. Play, let's play it again. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Should we talk about the other board game that we played this weekend? Yeah, so we've talked a fair bit over the last few weeks about uh, Legendary Encounters Alien. It's yeah. come up a few times. It's that deck builder where you play against the deck and, and the aliens are trying to murder you all the time. Mm-hmm. And we got the an expansion for it. We did. What's we... the expansion called? It's called Legendary Encounters Alien Expansion. Aha! Well then, <laughs> um, it basically adds a bunch of um, extra cards. So I think it's got like two hundred, uh, sorry, four hundred cards. Yeah. So it brings the total with the original up to a thousand cards. There's a lot of cards in that There's game. There's a lot of cards in that game. Yeah. So you've got um, two whole new scenarios. Yeah. Then you have hard versions of those scenarios. Yeah. You have hard versions of all the original scenarios from the original game. Mm-hmm. You have um, like. Six new characters, I think it is. Yep. There's like a, a, like, it might be more than that, actually. It might be eight, seven new characters. So I think there's two per film of extra yes. characters in there. And then there's Ellen Ripley, who is like this weird combo. She's got, like, like depending on which cards you pull out of that particular um player deck, she's got icons for all four films. Ooh. So she would blend in with all the others quite well yeah but it, it having looked at it, it was like maybe not for the game we're playing yeah it feels like a very all-rounder type of of thing and i would rather have some more specific things yes as we'll get into in a second because the new scenarios are nails e- even not on hard mode they are slightly terrifying yeah uh, we have a chest buster <laughs> okay. yeah we, we we were playing one where on the the third of the the three acts you can just get a chest buster thrown into your deck and like oh oh that's there now if i don't do with it somehow before it's it gets to the top of the deck i my character just dies yeah we... so we we might have stacked the barracks in our favor i i think we stacked the barracks a fair, like a reasonable amount. We picked four characters that we thought would be the most helpful given that situation, yeah. rather than just going, "Ah, eh, here's four characters." Was it was it Bishop we had who had that ability to go through the Kane. the 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Who had gained some. Yes, of course. Uh, We had a card that thankfully was available for purchase in time, and I had it in my hand at the right time, that lets go through the whole deck and kill off a character, which got rid of your chest burster. But, like, yeah, we we needed to make sure that there was at least something that would give us a chance to remove a chest burster. Yeah, we also had the Warrant Officer Ripley deck in there, which meant that um, there was a chance that if... Uh, I could uh, look at the top card of my deck and either kill it or put it back. Yeah, but there's a lot of like having to hope that. It, yeah, that, these... that would have been like a last resort had we not got Kane's son. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, that came up really early. We could afford it when it came up, and nothing yeah. in we, else in the game managed had, to kill it. We had a couple of cards as well that were like look at the top three, discard one, kill one, put one back. The, what we later dubbed the fuck marry kill card. The fuck marry kill card. <laughs> Um, and even even with that deck stacking done, we still had a rough time. Um, but a pleasantly rough yeah, time. Yeah, like the the exact right level of balance. Like you, I think I died one turn before the end. You died one turn before the end, and then I had my big attack and killed it. And I think that's good balance. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant yeah. um, because, like, recently we've been playing, and like every game has been pretty much okay. Well, we walk that. Okay, well, we walk that too. Mm. Um, and the, although this was like a standard version of one of the new scenarios, this was yeah. the um, evolution of the beast one. So there are evolving xenomorphs. Yeah, those were fun. <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> um, we also had soldiers because there are uh, three new sets of uh, uh, soldiers, uh, mm. so, or three mini decks. So at the beginning of the game, uh, they've changed the how you used to do drones. So it used to be mm. you have. Uh, one drone per player in each of the um, mini hive decks, mm. and then you stack those all together and you play through, and that kind of balances out the game a bit. Yeah, um, they've now put out uh, up with this expansion. Like whenever you're playing now, even if you're not using new scenarios, use this uh, matrix to work out what things to put in there. Yeah, because we think this is better balanced. Mm. Also, if you want, there there's the soldier deck. And you put one of each of these in f- for for the for for each of the things, uh, e- each of the mini decks, and that worked out really well. Yeah, we had that face hugger that was an absolute nightmare. We had that uh, little chest burster. Oh that was, yes, like really strong. Yeah, it 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 was exactly the level of challenge we needed as people who've played a reasonable amount of of Legendary Encounters Alien and have sort of gotten into a routine of here's how we do good. Here is how Damage. we solve the game. This is how we solve the game. I think it helps as well. We played with some new uh, character cards we hadn't used before. Yes. So, like, I played as one of the uh, the clones. One of the three or four clone characters. Yeah. Uh, we, we had different abilities that sort of had to shake up how we played a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, w- it was good to try new things with that. I'm interested to try the hard versions of the original scenarios. Yeah. Because they're, they're not ridiculous. Yes. Like, they are... Little additions to the uh, to the original um, difficulties. It's just the two new scenarios that are nails hard. Yeah. Well, at the weekend, I'm up for trying another. Hmm. So be prepared for yet more legendary encounters, alien talk next week. <laughs> 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 um. What else? Um. I played a video game a or video two this game? week. Uh. Yeah. Let's start with one that I was playing today. I played through some of The Last Campfire, Ooh. which is that new game from Hello Games, the No Man's Sky people. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is basically a 
puzzle exploration game. Okay. It is... You play as this person that... This cute little character reminded me a lot of the, the person from Journey. You're sort of, like, mm-hmm. cloaked, hooded. You can't really see their face. They're just sort of little adorable person. And the implication seems to be you were meant to go on some big um, pilgrimage with some others of your kind, and you lost your paddle, and you drifted off the wrong way down down a river, mm-hmm. and you died. Mm-hmm. He's very sad. But you're, you know, on the way to the afterlife, and you're basically trying to help lost souls that got kind of lost along the way to, you know, find themselves and to sort of be happy again so that they can eventually move through and move on to the the afterlife. Yeah, kind yeah. of similar to Spiritfarer as I was playing a few weeks ago, tonally. It's very much... You find all these little statues of other little creatures like yourself and then you go do a puzzle thing to get to this flame that's within them and you sort of relight their flame and they're like, yeah. oh, it's okay, I can go to the afterlife now. Yeah. Um... It's really sweet. Um, mechanically, it is it is a is a visually quite charming linear puzzle game. Um, each environment you get to, there's let's say eight to ten of these these things to be found and rescued. You don't have to find and rescue all of them. You can after you found a few, go and talk to this person at a campfire and be like, "I'd like to to move on now." But the it, the game is very good at telling you like, "Hey, you're missing two of them." Don't worry, we'll point you at where they are so you can go find them if you want to be a completionist. Mm-hmm. It's very good at like shepherding you towards where content is if you want to find it. Don't feel like you're missing out. Yeah. Um. One thing I, I find kind of weird about the game right now is the game has a narrator. And I don't think it needs one. Yeah. I think that it's one of those games that, like Journey, probably would have done better by being wherever possible a wordless experience mm. um you know it's nice to get a little bit of on-screen flavor text when you rescue someone and there are little places where on-screen text makes sense but i don't need this welsh lady um narrating everything i do in a very matter-of-fact way and think like very clearly things i know are going on being narrated at me very much like early seasons Deanna Troy from Star Trek TNG. Great joy and gratitude. Great yeah. joy and gratitude. It's, it's very great joy and gratitude Deanna Troy narration. <laughs> it's and the, and then and then the 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 creature who had the ember who had lost all hope felt hopeful again because their fire had been relit. They were very hopeful, full of hope, but in a much more beautiful and melodic accent. Yeah. I, I I'm I, I try and think back on it, and all I'm hearing is Deanna Troy in my head. <laughs> Great joy and gratitude. It's a little bit of that. <laughs> um, some of the puzzles are. I don't think like any of them are badly designed, but I think there are some difficulty spikes in the puzzles in places. Mm-hmm. Um, none of the puzzles are mandatory. If you get stuck, you can always just go. Nah, I'm not going to save that one and bugger off. But some of them will use a new concept and not like have a warm-up puzzle that introduces you to that concept they'll just jump into here's a puzzle concept fucking work it out um which can occasionally be a little bit uh throw you a little bit um i'm like three hours in out of what i understand is like a five to six hour game and i mean it's a little formulaic it's go to a place find the statues do a puzzle ah they're okay now go find another one do the puzzle ah they're okay now but the world's really charming and all of the visual design and audio design is really nice, and the puzzles are fun, and it's a it's an interesting world to explore. So, yeah. if you're looking for just 
a, a bunch of puzzles to do in an opening world. It, it feels somewhat like something like The Witness, if The Witness had more plot to it. And I mean, like, yeah, I'm up for that. What about you? What else have you played this week? Not strictly speaking something we played this week, but, but we forgot, we forgot to, to mention We forgot to talk about it previously, so we're going to talk about it this week. We played some Zombie U. Yeah, we are continuing to work through the Wii U games that are maybe the, the worth... Six, the six games that you deemed worth buying. Uh, the six games that I'm like, they're not on Switch and they're probably worth having a look at. Even if they're not like great, they are... <laughs> they're important parts of that console's life cycle. Yes. Um. So yeah, do you want to tell us about Zombie U? It's a zombie game. And you basically end up holding the Wii U control pad slightly below your vision <laughs> constantly rather than doing what I think it was designed to do of put it down in your lap, play a game, yeah. play a game normally, now look down at your pad and risk the fact that you might get chopped on yeah. because it doesn't pause in menus. Yeah, so this was Ubisoft's like attempt at utilising the Wii U gamepad uh, at that system's launch. At least someone yeah. tried. Yeah, and to their credit, they definitely tried to do stuff with it. Like, mm -hmm. as, as you said, uh, menus don't pause, so like, if you're trying to loot a zombie for resources, um, you're having to like put things in the in your backpack on the touchscreen, and there could still be zombies on the main screen mm. going for you. Um, there's like, if you're doing hacking minigames, you could get attacked by zombies while you're busy looking at the pad. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they had an idea they were going for. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... It was probably quite revolutionary at the time. Yeah, there, there, no game had ever quite done what that was doing. Oh. Doesn't necessarily mean it's great to play long term as a game. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. I it's... think we played, I think we ended up playing just over an hour of it. Uh, yeah, I think we played a couple of hours. Oh, maybe. Um, we went back and forth a few times, but it's set in London. There's like, oh, that's the London Underground. I recognise that. I know Shadwell. Yeah. Um, Not sure it looks like that. It's sure. a little bit roguelite-ish in that, like, if you die, your all of your resources are left, and you have to go find where you died, and there'll be a zombie that's got your backpack, and you've got to kill them to get your stuff back. Kill your past version. Yeah, but it's basically a lot of... Defeat zombies to go where we tell you, then come back, then go to new place we tell you, then come back, then mm -hmm. go to new place we tell you, then come back. Yeah. It's it's a lot of not necessarily great zombie killing. Not necessarily <sighs> great zombie killing and not really feeling like you have much ag agency as the player. Yeah. It feels like it would have been a lot more fun if it had been more open world. Yes. Like, And it does open up more later, but it okay. it's in no rush to do so. Ew. It's... Yeah, let me send you on a new linear path to explore down. Yeah. Make sure you go the right way. Yeah. Are you pinging things? You better be pinging oh, things. Oh, are you pinging things with your radar? Mm. It's, it was clearly Ubisoft really trying to have a go at like, okay, let's do something more interesting than just you can put the game on the on the small screen if someone's on the big screen. Uh, it, I think it's a fascinating game that I don't necessarily want to play very much. Yeah, and I feel like the um, the PC port of it feels even more useless. Yeah, yeah, there like there are ports of it to PC. There's a port to PlayStation Four and Xbox One, I think, and wow. where I think it was just called Zombie. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the it's not a great game to begin with, and if you take away the gamepad stuff, it stops being a novelty of a game. Yeah. At some point we might dive back in because the multiplayer on it is genuinely quite interesting. It might be worth just a half Ooh. hour of, oh, I'm dropping some zombies or oh, uh, murder uh, some zombies. Uh, it's 
that's that's vaguely interesting, but it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it, it is an interesting part of that system's library that I don't need to play the whole way through. Yeah, and I think having looked at that and and that was like the one game I knew. Yeah, from the, from the Wii U's history as being like this was quite a thing that everyone remarked upon as being yeah. like a really good use of the technology. Yeah, I, I everyone's response to Zombie U was very much this is a fantastic idea. I would love to see other people with different games try and do this. Also, what is with the loading screens in that game? Oh yeah, the the loading screens that have terrible video artifacting. That and, and the fact that like you'll do a huge long loading screen, say you've gone through the sewers or something. Yeah. And be like, right, okay, well the first thing I'm gonna do is walk out that door now I've come to the other end of Oh, uh there's there's The game has frozen. There's there's some loading to be done before yeah. we can go Ooh. out that door. <laughs> yeah. Like, what were you loading? I don't know. <laughs> it was clearly a game that was technically slightly rushed to hit launch. Ubisoft yeah. rushing shit. And it exists primarily because Ubisoft and again, pe- people look at that game and go, "Ah, oh, it would be really great if developers continued to do this and no one continued to do it. So that's yeah. Zombie U. That is Zombie U. Have you played anything else? Yeah, I started playing a game called Paradise Killer, which I've been really interested in in the last couple of years. Um, it is an indie game that is a murder mystery, and the whole deal is that you... You don't know. You don't know for a fact who did the murder. Like in a lot of like yeah, Ace Attorneys, Danganronpas, and whatnot. Unless you pre- present the exact right bit of evidence that they wanted, exactly the right time that they're asking for it, they're like, no, no, that's n- not what we're asking for. Now stop it. Instead, the idea here is go find as much evidence as you can in a very her story kind of way. Try and work out who you think did the crime and why. And you're like, I, I think I found enough evidence to prove that. Go go to the court and go, I think this person did it, and here's my evidence. And if you've got enough to convict them, cool, you convicted them. Did you convict the right person? Who the fuck knows? Much like real courts of law, you only know that you had enough proof to prove that someone did it, not, you, you don't actually know if they actually did it. Don't know, not telling you. Yeah, and... <laughs> uh, the, the developers are very keen on, like, there is an actual answer to who did the crime, just... That's not important. We're not going to tell you you got it right or wrong. It's a David yeah. Lynch mystery. There is an idea. There is an answer, but yeah. I'm not telling there you what an, it is. Yeah, it, they're they're like we're less interested in you finding the correct answer than finding an answer that you think is correct and that you think you can prove. Um, aesthetically fantastic. It's got really interesting use of colors. All of the character designs are really. Uh, Really outlandish. There's one that I keep remembering where it's just a red skeleton with uh, skinny jeans on. <laughs> he, he's, he's got a very cool look. Um, I really like the investigation, uh, the conversations and how you collect evidence. Mm. And it's really nicely organised so that you can go back through and organise by like, what pieces of evidence have I found connected to this person? Um, who have I not established alibis for? Who have I... Uh, what what things do I need to fact check still? It's got a really good organisational system mm. for the things you have found, which makes it a lot easier. You don't have to do the whole notebook next to you while you play thing, which is really nice. nice. I have some problems with it, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to push through them. First of all, the open world that the game is set in is too big, I think. Or at least at the start of the game. All of the MP- like 
there are a bunch of NPCs, and at the start of the game it's like, hey, you probably want to go talk to all of them about this murder that's happened. They are all spread quite a lengthy walk away from each other. Mm. Like, oh, I'm going to walk literally like 10 minutes that way to find that NPC, then walk back to get back There's where I was no going. Fast travel. So there is, but there's a catch to the fast travel. Right. Um, You have to go to each location at least once to find these phone booths to act, to make them fast travel points. Fair. That's, that's not too bad. However, to activate a fast travel point and make it one that you can select... You need a currency called blood crystals, which can be found randomly around the world. So far, I've not found a huge number of them. Uh, then, in order to fast travel from one fast travel point to another, you need to expend an additional blood crystal. Mm. Yeah, you can't. Expensive. Yeah, you cannot simply go. Oh, I've unlocked two fast travel points. I will fast travel back. It's mm. like because mm. these blood crystals are used for things like. Uh, I might bribe someone into talking about something they don't want to talk about. Like, there's other uses for them. Ooh. I don't necessarily want to use them up. Oh, dear. Because they're scattered around the world. I don't know for certain if they're a limited resource. I don't want to use them up fast travelling. Yeah. If I might need them for other things in the investigation. Oh, dear. So, that's not great. I wish... Like, with a map of this size where everything is this spread out, mm -hmm. I don't understand the rationale in limiting your ability to fast travel. No. I think that they should just... Let you fast travel. Mm -hmm. um, the other one, and this is just a personal thing, I can't nail down exactly what it is. I think it's to do with camera blur while turning the camera. Mm -hmm. This game is giving really bad motion sickness. Oh, no. um, the game has an accessibility menu, and there is a bunch of really good settings in there, like settings for um, colour blindness, mm -hmm. for various types. There's, uh, I turned off camera shake and head bob, which are usually things that set off my motion sickness. I was really hopeful. The fact they had a dedicated accessibility menu and had some of those options, I was like, oh, okay, I'm hopeful this will be fine. Turning the camera makes me motion sick. Um, not made any better by the fact that um, to get to one location early on in the game, there was a big metal staircase that was just going like oh, in basically in rectangles. Like a spiral. Yeah, like a spiral up and up and up and up and up. Again and again and again. And that that was the first point where I noticed, like, oh no, this is... I could sort of manage it when it was, like, straight lines and occasional turns. Mm. I had to stop playing after that stair... Like, shortly after that staircase and couldn't... Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to need a few hours before I can come back to this game. Oh, and maybe I'll be fine, because I've made a fast travel point near there. I'm not going to have to do that staircase again. And maybe a fresh play session, I'll be fine. But that's... It's a real shame, because I love the concept of this game, and I love the characters, and I've been really enjoying it. I just wish I could fast travel, and I really don't want to do spiral staircases. No. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna try and keep playing it. I'm going to... It's going to have to be one of those games that I can't rush through. I'll have to play it in a couple of hours here, a couple mm. of hours there. Anytime I start to get motion sick, just go, putting it down. Not going to worry about it for today. Um, Is there, like, a set amount of evidence you have to present... Um, they don't tell you up front, like, you will need X amount of evidence. Uh, but when and a judge just, like, throw it out, if you, you can't if, just spuriously go, it with that guy. Uh, if you, the, the judge will throw it out if they don't think you have enough evidence. Okay. So, like, there's no, like, ah, you have six pieces of evidence against this person, therefore you mm -hmm. will win. Uh, they weight different pieces of evidence with different levels of, um, accuracy, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Like... An eyewitness testimony is less valuable than DNA evidence or, like, conclusive yeah. video evidence of yeah, someone. Yeah. Like, 
different pieces of evidence will behind the scenes be weighted differently. Okay, yeah. Um, but you'll go like, I think this person's done it and present it to the judge, and they will either go, nope, we 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 have reasonable doubts. Present or, more evidence. Yes, or, no, we think you've made a solid case here. We will arrest them. Okay. Um, yeah, I find the concept really interesting. I just, I have some technical issues with it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you played anything else that's this week? I've played. I think that's everything I've played. I'm just... Double check in, I think so. Yeah, that's everything I've played. Well then, time for this. Time for this. Burn it. Yeah, right. Uh, Mrs. Kick me out. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, yeah. It happens then every summer, every year. You get yeah, kicked out. Get kicked out, you know, just don't need us no more. No, exactly. No, no food, no warmth, no it be, just bumbling around. Still, there's stinging shit. I mean, if we can't be in the in a wasp hive, at least we can be stinging shit. Yeah, you know, got 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 a lot of stinging shit to be doing. Yeah. I have a lot of pent up sting to be doing. Did you get any good stings done today? Well, you know, stung a little old lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Getting a you know go, going down the post office, getting some stamps. Oh, I stung, uh, a... I stung a small child who was distracted by the uh, ice cream. I know. Uh, right? uh, <laughs> I stung a small child's balloon the other day. Balloon pops. <laughs> kid completely distressed. Also went fucking flying, <laughs> as, as I want to do, as you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I stung, I stung someone on the eyebrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, one. yeah, nice yeah. One. Nice yeah. One. Real, real good. They were, they were not ready. Oh, you know, it's because it's been so humid lately. A lot of people, you know, if they're going to be doing anything humid, open the window. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy coming out of the shower, I flew him through the window while he was fumbling around for a towel, stung him raw on his belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting any. You're not getting any. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, and this is this is personal, right. personal best, personal yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. Stung someone right right in the hole in the middle of their nipple. Oh. Gone right in the nipple oh, hole. Oh, I bet that was swelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Roof yeah. swelled him up. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Stung the ass of parliament the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Fuck you!" I mean, stung the building, the whole building. Just, I mean, if you want some help, I'll come sting the building with you. Yeah, we can go sting a building. You know, it might go and do London Island. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, it's great being a wasp, isn't it? <laughs> sting fucking anything. I mean, it's great for the next two weeks until we die of cold. But in the meantime, stung a brick. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's go and sting some more shit. Sting some hey! more shit. Oh God, what's what's that? What's up? What's up? What's happening? What's happening? Oh. Alert! 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 It's, alert! It's okay. We're in the tumble dryer. Hey, hey, We're in the no, tumble dryer. No. Brain, brain. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Uh-huh. It, it's it's just it's a video. Dryer. No, it's a it's a video game on the screen. You're video not moving. You're not moving. We're not rolling down the hill. I'm no, pretty sure we're no, rolling down no, the hill. No, are you we're sure not, we're not rolling sure, down the hill? I'm sure. I'm sure. We are stationary. The character is moving. The character. But we're the character in our own story. Be the story you want to see in the world. No, no, no. We've uh, I've talked through this before. So, you, you, look at our hands. Look at our hands. They're right here. Yeah. Not moving. No. Look, look at our legs. Not moving. Gotcha. Look at torso. Not moving. Nice titties. <laughs> I I know, but we're not moving, right? Gotcha. So what? Why are you? Why are you? Why? Why dizzy? I don't. I, don't, I mean, the, the titties are very comforting. I'll be honest. Okay. Okay. So we're not. We're definitely not moving. Definitely not moving. Now let's look back to. Red light. Red light. Ah, red light. Red light. Ah, ah, Defcon. Defcon one. No, alert. Alert. All systems. All systems. We're still not moving. We're, we're still not moving. <laughs> we're still not moving. <laughs> but the, 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 I looked at the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The character's not moving. Ah, right. No. Look, no. Look. They're not moving. Look. We, they're not moving. And we're not moving. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah? So, I'm going to I'm going to move my thumb, and when I move my thumb, they will move, but we will stay here. Okay? okay and, and cause and effect. You know that when we push this, mm-hmm. that will move, okay? Mm-hmm. So I push... Oh, lads! Oh, lads, it's moving! It's moving! Oh, God, it's happening again! Ah! 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 <laughs> fine. Fine. We'll just go on a bloody roller coaster. Apparently you're fine with those. Yeah, I love a roller coaster. Know what's happening there. So, what have you put in your eyes this week? My eye meets. Yeah, what have you put in your eyes? We watched Aliens. Zzz, yeah, we the, watched Alien. We, the, we watched the director's the cut. The film with more than one alien. Multiple aliens. Yeah, so we watched the director's cut. You went and found that for us. Do you want to tell people what's different about that cut? It would be very difficult to go through the whole thing, but... Um, there's stuff on LB426, there's, like, more of that, so you get to see, like, more of what it was like before yeah. it was nothing. And it, I think that helps contextualise yeah. the emptiness of it once, yeah. once the Marines arrived and just how shook Newt is. Yes, like, you get to see Newt before everything goes down, which yeah. gives better context for quite how fucked up they were. Mm. You get to see more of Ripley... Being real fucked up by the first film, mm-hmm. it gives better. It gives a better sense of like who everyone is and what they're going through before. It feels it's less just... like a straight action movie and more yeah. like there's a bit of it, emotional depth it, to it. It takes more time to linger with people's feelings. It has the hilarious "Me and my team of ultimate badasses" speech. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, um, yeah. After watching the first Alien, like Aliens is definitely a different beast of a film. It is. It is more trying to be an action film in yes. places and. It's like, hey, rather than just one creature that you never properly see, let's just a, a billion of them now. There's, what there's, if all of them? What yeah. if we had um, automatic turrets yeah. that just yeah. ran out of bullets because yeah. they killed so many aliens? Yeah, I, it's it's an interesting going from alien to aliens because like the aliens seem a lot less terrifying when you see just oh you sprayed some bullets and it died. Because the first film, like, it never gives you a solid sense of, like, could you just shoot it and this would die? The, imp- like, the original Alien, you don't know. Here it's like, oh, if you've got bullets, you can kill them. But do you have enough bullets for a thousand of them? Well, it's, it's almost an, uh, a zombie movie at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can shoot them, but somebody else is going to step over their corpse and come for you next. Yeah, and that's a very different kind of threat to yes. the first film's. Here is one thing that will murder everyone. It's an unstoppable killing machine. Mm. This is... Here is a wall of unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. As as an entity, the whole of the alien species, unstoppable killing machine. Yes. And I mean, like, I... I kind of prefer here is one alien that's a problem as a threat. I think it's maybe a more interesting threat. Mm -hmm. But Aliens is still a good film. Yes. I think it's definitely helped by the the relationship built up between um, Ripley and Newt. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I think they did a much better job than the first film of building up the supporting cast so that when one of them dies, you actually have a sense of who they were and you mm-hmm. care. What, what do you think? I I, I really enjoy that film. Yeah. I, w- I think I was worried having watched Alien. And gone, yeah, when I was a kid, action movie probably would have been much more my thing than slow-burning horror. Yeah. So I think after after last week, I was like, oh, what if we go into this? And it's just like, shh, action attempted horror. I, 
I think it helped that we watched that director's cut. Yeah. I think it might have felt a bit more schlocky horror had we it's uh, schlocky action film if we'd just gone into the regular yeah. version. But well, the the other thing about the the director's cut is just the sense of just how split up they are. Yeah, when they yes. first enter the when when they first enter the the base, because I, as far as I recall, the original cut of the film, it, like it felt like a couple of them had split off a little bit. But yeah. It's not that more... there was pretty yeah. much just teams of two at one point. Yeah, it's I I I enjoyed it more than I expected to. I mm-hmm. had the same sort of anticipation of am I not going to enjoy this as much because mm. because the original Alien is such a good sort of plodding horror film that I can appreciate you know yeah. as an adult, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, Aliens yeah. is a different film but a good film. It is Alien Three next. Yeah, we're we're go- we're, we're doing it. We're go- I've been trying to find the Alien 3 audiobook based on um, one of the original scripts, oh. but every link I find to it goes to Audible, so I don't know if it was Audible that like actually did the recording, mm. but I'm not I'm willing sure to give there are any more money. I'm sure there are other places it could be found. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure there probably are, <laughs> but I couldn't find them, and I really looked. Oh. Uh, what else have we watched this week? What else have we watched? We've watched a bunch more Next Gen. Yeah, we're on season seven we're now. We're on seven of Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, what was that end of season six Descent. finale? Descent. Descent was a good finale. Descent was a good finale. Ah, oh, I had, I had, I had, I had feelings about Descent. Ha 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 ha! It's about data getting feelings. Feelings. Ah, uh, I am so ready for data to have a an emotion. I am so ready for cellular peptide cake. I don't know what that is. You'll find out soon enough. I know I will. We're in the final season. The season that I keep going, I wonder when that episode's going to be. Oh, season yeah. seven. I wonder when that episode's going to be. Oh, it's season seven. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we just watched an episode tonight that at one point became the Stephen King film Misery. Yes. That that was that was quite something. It was quite the thing. Yeah. Speaking of Stevens, the episode before that we had uh, Stephen Hawking. Oh yeah, we did. Actual Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking's always up for a laugh and being in some good pop culture. Certainly was. Yeah. I I very much enjoyed his performance on mm-hmm. on TNG. That laugh, that 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 cheeky, that cheeky impish smile. He's 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 got a an impish mm. impish smile to him. Indeed. Um so yeah, we are continuing to very much enjoy TNG. Ah, uh, too many Star Treks. So many Treks. What, are you watching anything else? Uh, I uh, we watched a film together. Oh yeah, we watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah, that that new Bill and Ted film after however many decades. Like I think it's like twenty years. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It was a harmless, sweet, like just silly comedy. It, it, yeah, it wasn't particularly deep it didn't have a yeah. lot to say it we, was just fun we could predict where the ending was going you like did. i i sure, like 10 minutes in and went yeah i think that's probably it <laughs> i mean to be fair i also went what what if that happened and you were like oh yeah 100 percent. i'm guaranteeing that's what happened yeah and it was I, yeah but like the fact that i could see where it was going did not Hamper my enjoyment at all. The journey was still great, and it was it was just nice and heartfelt, and no humor at the expense of of minorities. minorities. Um, it was just it was just a harmless time travel romp. It was, and and also uh, the girls 
Their yes. kids, uh, oh. Billy and Theo. Their kids are great. I would watch a Billy and Theo movie. I, I would watch Billy and Theo Save the Past or whatever it would be called. I I think it was it was a really smart move to introduce them because obviously the main actors here have aged up so much. Mm-hmm. I think it was really useful to have some genuine young You people. say they've aged up, but Alex Winters just slots straight back into there. Oh, God, yeah. Keanu Reeves is a bit more... Here's the thing. Keanu Reeves looks better. older when you shave him. They should have let him have facial hair because he looks eternally youthful when he's got a facial Admittedly, hair. Admittedly, in the few scenes where you see him as a metler and he's got the big beard, he does look a bit younger. Yeah, this is... I, I maintain the worst mistake they made with this film was shaving his facial hair because it made him look older. I, I would say it's less about how old he is and more about, like, his... Um... Like oh the yeah, way he speaks. He's lost the ability to uh, to do that that old Ted performance. He's got slightly less energy to him. Yes, um, which I think ages him up a bit. Well, I don't know yeah. if that was like part of the part of the performance or yeah, what. Because I've not seen anything else Keanu Reeves has been in recently. He doesn't seem this old in other stuff he's done okay. recently, which so leads he's... me to think it was probably a performance choice yeah. because the whole point is he's supposed to be a bit old and washed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the kids have a role to do, and I think yeah. they they did a great job of being the new young Bill and Ted's in the story. Yeah, and they clearly have a good taste in music because when they yeah. were trying to form a supergroup, they went straight for um, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix and uh, Louis Armstrong. Like yeah. first calls was like cool. Yeah, yeah, they they good know what calls. they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how they knew or had ever heard of their drummer, but well, sure. yeah. It it was a good, harmless, music-themed time travel romp, and I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, you watched anything else this week? I've watched three things today. Tell me about the three things you've watched. Well, we've talked about one of them previously. Um, so, uh, probably about a year in it ago now, a channel on YouTube called Twin Perfect. Yes. Today, uh, Twin Peaks actually explained the 30-year mystery solved. Yeah, I've I've held off on watching this still, but I do have that tab there <laughs> is the video just for when I'm ready. It's there in my tabs. If you want to watch it, I'm very happy to watch it together. I... Uh, over the however long it's been since we watched Twin Peaks together, I keep jumping in and rewatching three or four episodes and then jumping back out. Mm. I keep trying to. I wanna. I wanna take my absorb time to, it, yeah. to absorb it myself. I mean, before this is I watched this, I wasn't. I, I wasn't sort of saying to rush into it yeah. when I watched it originally because you were like, we well, maybe if you want to watch it again sometime, we'll watch it together. And I was like, you know, I had twenty, thirty years to get. Like, yeah. all, all of my, like, I wonder how this works things. Yeah. I think what you might enjoy more is um, there's a channel called Wow Lynch Wow mm. where they come up with various theories about, like, stuff yeah. in the show. And that is very much more fan-based. Yes. Here is sort of a thought that you might have and maybe you all want to add this to I, your considerations. I would love it if you sent me that link. I think I would really appreciate it. Um, but yes, you you went back and rewatched the the big... I think I've cracked it. I think I've cracked it. And I'm pretty sure they've cracked it. And I think yeah. the thing was because I watched that last year and then you were like, well, I've not seen Twin Peaks all the way through. And then we watched Twin Peaks all the way through. Yeah. And I think that it, I was like, you know what? I want to watch it again and just see if having watched all of Twin Peaks Does, again more yeah. recently. Because I, at that point I hadn't seen like series one and two for quite a while. Yeah. So it was like, you know, let's see how it sits with me now. Does it still sit with you as being, I think this is this is the answer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think so. And having watched that, I noticed that there are now two other videos. <laughs> yeah? There's another one with, like, extra bits. Like, here's another hour and a half of stuff that you hadn't mentioned previously. So total, there's, like, six hours of content. Oh, wow. Um, And it's like, people have said that I didn't address this thing from the thing. And I cut this whole thesis down because originally it was a lot longer. Yeah. And I didn't... I didn't want to make it go over the top, but since people are asking about this stuff, here is my thoughts on how I have assessed um, the uh, the diva from um, the uh, the fireman's castle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the black and white area, um, she's basically dressed like a like a, a an opera singer, sort mm. of. Um, like. What is your analysis of her? And his analysis is very interesting. Yeah. it. I learned some things about uh, sound in, in old black and white movies. Ah. The literal soundtrack. <laughs> Did you know about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a separate... Uh, there was just a, like, yeah. a, a single like light on, on the actual yeah. track. And depending on the, the strength, you can make sound out of it. It was like, that's pretty cool. It, it I is, didn't right? know that. I didn't know they made records with the same sort of technology. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've learned some things about how those things are tied together, but I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was really interesting. There was, like, just that whole extra hour and a half of, like, stuff. If you like Twin Peaks analysis, if you don't care to do your own thinking about it anymore, or if you... If you think you've had enough, if you've been exploring yeah. it for 20 odd years like I had. I, like, I don't think I'm going to wait 20 years to watch that, yeah. but I, I think I, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my time. Hmm. I'm going to take my time. Well, if you want, I can see if I can find the, um, Mark Fro- the audio versions of Mark Frost's two books. That would definitely be interesting. That, um, I will warn you that Twinch, uh, Lynch has never read those books. Yes. So you I, could argue that that doesn't quite fit. I, I am aware that is the state of the Mark Frost books. But they, they are interesting books, and I very yeah. much enjoyed them when I listened to them. Um, the fact that they're mostly picture books probably means if you've got a, a version of the book to read as well, probably for the better. <laughs> That's not how I read it originally, or listened to it originally. Yeah. But yeah, it's... um. It was a good six hours to spend. And then there's another half hour video <laughs> just responding to people who've gone, no, you're wrong. And here's why. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, let, let's address the reasons. Okay. I misspoke on this point. I used a word that I shouldn't have, but let's address that. Why I, why I said that and why I still feel that this is accurate. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this other thing or a few other things and explain it and sometimes like citing things from outside the show like literal interviews where david lynch has said this is this and he doesn't do many of those yeah so they're kind of yeah. hard to find yeah um did you know he checked himself into a crisis center after like an interview where he explained some things to someone i did not because know that, that is how traumatized he felt about having like explained some of his ideas yeah he doesn't do that no <laughs> I didn't realise it was quite such a visceral reaction. Yeah. More just a, I'm an artist. Well, I mean, I think that's part of it. I think that is part of it, but just to have such a such a reaction to yeah. that, to just be like, I have to check myself into a crisis center, I'm not well. Oh, fuck. I'm just like, okay. Wow. Yeah. Have you watched anything else? I finished season one of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. That is a 
really fantastically made bit of TV that is definitely tough watching. Yeah, I was going to um, say, how grueling was it? I mean, it's not as grueling. It 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 ebbs and flows. There oh, is yeah. there is space for it to have moments of hope and levity. Um, Just to smash there the boy. is. I, season one has definitely like established really well for this main character. Like, hey, there, like your your friend, your husband, and your child. You may not be with them right now, but they are okay. Mm. And there is like there is still time to to get to them. There are some really interesting moments of rebellion that happen within the Handmaids. Um, there is some really interesting moments of hope brought to them. But they're inter- interspersed with some real, like, every... It's one of those shows where every time that things seem they're going too well, it's like, something's going to happen to bring it down. Mm. Um, there, there are definitely some particular scenes that are that are very hard watching. Mm. Um there was one toward the end of season one that, without saying much about context, a character who is suicidal, um, there is quite a tense back and forth scene that happens with them. Hmm. Um, uh, th- there is also a lot of stuff in this that, considering it was created a few years ago, feels very, very uh, forward, uh, very forward looking and present and uh, relevant today mm. um there's a whole scene about the whole uh, this is set in in parts of america and th- the cli- the scene used to demonstrate america has irredeemably fallen off the deep end into fascism is police starting to fire rounds on peaceful protesters that is literally their scene of America cannot be saved. It has fallen down the fascism hole beyond repair. It was prepare. supposed to be a dystopian novel, not it, a guidebook. It, it was supposed to be a dystopia, yes, and it's like, oh no, they started shooting at the protesters, and that's when we knew oh. everything had gone wrong. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of the way that it looks at the politics of the world is really interesting. Um, I very much enjoyed a lot of their stuff to do with. Um, Christians quote selectively quoting the Bible mm-hmm. uh, to serve their own interests, and no. how how often all it takes to disprove them is to just finish the fucking quote they've started. Mm. Um, yeah, there's there's I can't remember what the start of it is, but it's a, a passage from the Bible that keeps getting brought up by the people in power about um about uh, why meekness is really good. And the end of that that quote from the Bible is, and the meek shall inherit the earth. And that is conveniently left out of all of these uh, times it's quoted. Mm. Um, it is it is a really well put together show on struggling to live under authoritarian conditions mm. and trying to keep some sense of hope and control in a terrible situation. Mm. Um, it is... I, I have come away with it with a lot of stuff that I've been mulling over after watching it. It's one of those, like, I I I find it fascinating, but sometimes it's a bit grueling to watch just in the world we're in now. Yeah. But like I'm I'm glad I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a really wonderful scene at the end of season one, which I won't detail, but it is a very beautiful moment of all these people who've been convinced to distrust each other doing one thing in solidarity that is really lovely and yeah i'm really curious where this goes 
So mm. I believe there's two more seasons currently. Um, I'm I'm getting real into it. I'm I'm binging it hard. Um, also there is a fantastically performed character by um the person who plays Rory in Gilmore Girls. Um, for anyone who has watched that, she does a fantastic job of playing someone who is not going to take any fucking shit from anyone, and it's great. Uh, have you watched anything else? I watched that new Hyrule Warriors trailer. <gasps> yeah, Hyrule. Yeah, uh, Hyrule Warriors. Uh, what's it called? Something something. Uh, calamity. Something about the calamity. Something about the calamity. I'm pulling pulling. Age the of list. calamity. Age of calamity. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, it it's it's set in the the actual war that Breath of the Wild. It's a Breath of the Wild prequel. Takes place in the war that we got a lot of flashbacks of. years ago. Didn't get to actually play, but got to see a lot of flashbacks Well, I guess of. we know how it ends. I, I mean, we do, but <laughs> I'm excited to play along the road there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm very excited. I Only one thing I hope for it that we haven't seen any of in the trailer. Yeah. Needs Linkle. Does need Linkle. Does need Linkle. Does need Linkle. Linkle is the true hero. Linkle is the true hero. The hero of <laughs> Yeah. I... I, I'm really excited to see that the, the the interesting narrative bit of Breath of the Wild in a playable form that isn't just flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> everything about those flashbacks were overwhelming numbers of enemies. Yes, which makes and it... Koei Tecmo sliding just like, hmm, did somebody call? Yeah, they seem a perfect fit for that. Yeah. And this will be a nice way to fill in my Breath of the Wild hankering gap until Breath of the Wild 2 is ready. Mm. I just really hope it goes the Hyrule Warriors route rather than the Dynasty Warriors route. Because having started by playing Hyrule Warriors Definitive yes. Edition and loving the combat in that, I then went and played uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Edition yeah. and just went, So I don't like it. Um, Kami, Tecmo Kami have done two Warriors games for Nintendo, Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. Yes. Both of them were the Hyrule Warriors style, and I think okay. that's the kind of style that Nintendo seems to want mm. Kami Tecmo to do. Good. So... I would I would bet on it feeling like Hyrule Warriors again. I hope so. They called it Hyrule Warriors. It's probably going to play like Hyrule Warriors. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, they are going to be the Warriors of Hyrule, but will yeah. they be Hyrule Warriors? Hyrule Warriors. I I think they will. I I would put my bets on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's everything I've watched this week. I think that's everything I've watched this week. Well then, it's time for this. Time for this. Sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like mobile phones? I do have one and use it frequently. Do you play the video games? I do play video games. Would you like to play a mobular telephonic video game? I've occasionally enjoyed a video game on my phone. What if there was one about being in the mafia, mafia gangster in 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 that? Well, I mean phone? that that could be cool depending on what you're doing gameplay wise. Uh, what it was the pro version though? Pro I, mafia. I, mm, I, uh, you're throwing some buzzwords around now. But but pro. Mm. Mm, what 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 are we getting advertised? Do you want to level up your mobster to, into a level eighty six gangster by convincing your Facebook friends to to play? Uh, not really. Watching ads. I'd rather not. Paying huge microtransactions. None of this sounds great. Do you want to watch this trailer that makes it look like the game is very simple and clearly whoever is failing at all these particular tests in the game is is some kind of idiot and you could definitely do so much better than that. Well, I mean, 
I'd rather know like what genre of game is it? Is it a? It's a it's a gangster uh, game. A RPG? It's, is it a shooter? It's is it a gangster game with leveling, microtransactions? Everyone knows a microtransaction, right? Okay, just say the name of the sponsors so we can get out of it. Well, just try uh, Mafia Gangster Mobile Pro. I'm not gonna try that. There's, there's, you, you don't have to worry about anything. You can just be a gangster. Be, be a gangster. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I do like leveling up, but I have no interest in this. Not That's... even if I could be a level sixty-eight gangster. What if you were a level sixty-nine? Now you've got me gangster. in. There we go. So check that out. It's Mafia Gangster Mobile Pro available now on all of the App Store thingies. Uh, and if you enter the code QNPS134, <gasps> you can get... Uh, I don't understand this structure of how, how how the game's costings work, but I think you get some in-game currency. Maybe. Uh, from what I can see here, it would only cost me 20 quid to level myself right to level 69 straight away, so, nice. like, nice. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Access Softworks. Hi. 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 So, uh, you know how we were, uh, we released that, uh, sports fighting uh, game a couple yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, rated very highly. Oh, he got great reviews. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, suckers. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Little did last, they know. Yeah, last night, I, I flipped the switch. Oh. I, I flipped the switch oh. that put the adverts in. Oh. I know, the game's been out a couple of weeks, people liked it, perfect amount of oh, time. Oh, I love it. They're yeah, all in going after the They're in there. Uh, oh, I, I I booted the game up. I saw an advert for uh, that 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 program on that online streaming service that Bezos owns. Oh, I love that! It guy. flashed up, took up the whole screen. I it was love that wonderful. Guy. All the money. Oh, I know, I know. So and he knows how to exploit a worker. So, I here's here's today's order of business. Yeah, how much can we push this? How how much more advertising could we put in before we break them? Well, I mean, obviously at the moment we have the uh, the replays. Yeah, yeah. And we have the ads going in there, but um, I believe some of them have sponsored shorts. Yeah, yeah. But what if we could squeeze in maybe some tattoos? Oh, I like it. A, a full body back tattoo for uh, yeah. the latest, uh, I don't know, newspaper or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even like a tattoo. I mean, at that point, essentially, we are just... Putting that straight on the body texture. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. What about super moves? Uh, you want to you want to do a real cool fighting move on the other player? Uh, well, this move you do a punch, and out of your fist comes you know a trailer for the latest In uh, Sync Backstreet Boys album. I don't know. They, I don't know. I I don't know what they. Our Gen ad team. Our, our ad. Our ad ad team does all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But like the advert. You know, comes out of their fist, and you watch the advert play, and then it hits the other player, and you do massive damage because it's such a cool attack. You're gonna want to do it all the time. That is amazing. What if we had like uh, someone um, does does like a, a big kick, and like a, a huge razor comes out? It's like maybe one of those cartridge razors with the like twelve blades in it, oh. and it just cuts the other opponent to just uh, pieces, and it's just ex like well, Gillette. Yeah, but that's that's a problem because we don't want to associate the imagery of uh, people getting cut up by the razor because it's meant to be a smooth shaving experience. Okay, so they they kick them and literally all of their hair just falls off and everyone in the audience goes, "My God, he's so smooth!" <laughs> ha! Perfect, perfect. Or, or even better, 
we get them to kick a competitor's razor in and that cuts them up. Yeah, like you don't you don't want to beat this Wilkinson sword guy, Joette. Yeah. Oh, you are a fucking genius. I know. So <gasps> what have you put in your ears this my week? Meets. My ear hole places. I listened to an album I've not listened to in a few years, actually. Um, yeah. uh, do you know Kitsune Squared? Uh, the name's they, familiar. I believe they have also performed under a number of different names, the, but I couldn't yeah. tell you what any of them are off the top of my head. The name is familiar. I probably have. Yeah, uh, they did an album called Square Dance, which is basically it's it's mostly uh, hardcore slash happy hardcore songs done in a chip tune style. Yeah, I really like it. It's very lively and bouncy, and it's got those good, good 8-bit sounds, and, uh, yeah. And I think that's the one with, uh, like, Melp as the last track on it, and it's this really quite sweet, like, just, just cute little bop. And also Noise Channel Rock is amazing. Yeah. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. Indeed. <laughs> what about you? Um... I listened to a track because it came up in in The Handmaid's Tale, and I realised I don't think I've ever heard more than, like, the opening few sentences of it. I don't know if I've ever heard it start to finish. Mm -hmm. Uh, White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Oh, that's a good track. It's a good track. For anyone who doesn't know it by name, it's that, uh... Uh, it's the one, if you don't know it by name, it's the one that starts with the one pill makes you larger, the other makes you small, and the one that mother gives you don't do anything at all. The sort of Alice in Wonderland psychedelia. Oh no, all of your senses have fallen and everything's getting a bit topsy turvy. Smoking catapult. Yes, it's it's loosely Alice in Wonderland themed, but is clearly much more about someone having a bit. Oh, oh, my size is gone and my, I can't trust my perception. It's a fascinating bit of music. It really that I've is. Never heard more than the first like few, probably maybe the first like five six lines. I think that's what like um that and like the the like the real peak bit just at the very end. Yeah. Get played a lot, but the whole thing Yeah, there's play. there's a good chunk in the middle that gets skimmed over and I'm glad I listened. It's a it is an interesting whole track. Mm-hmm. Um what else have you listened to? Um I was feeling very anxious the other day. I can't say why. Yeah. In a public forum, I thought I needed some comfort sounds, so I listened to Neil Cicerega's uh, Mouth Sounds album again. Yeah. It's m- mostly weird mashups of Smash Mouth and other tracks. It's a good album it's, of weird it's silly that I have listened to a lot and it was just what I needed right at that moment. Yeah. yeah this is very good. That's, that's really all I have to say yeah. about it. It's... I think I've talked about it a lot. Go and listen to it. It's free. Yeah. And it's great. Yes. Uh, I listened to some new bits of music. Mm. I listened to... Uh, this is a, a mouthful of a track name. They provide the paint for the picture-perfect masterpiece that you will paint on the inside of your eyelids by Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution. Wow. That's quite a quite a title. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is incredibly fast-paced and slightly aggressive scar about standing up to those in control. Quite bloody right. Yeah, it's just some, like, you know when you get the kind of scar where the the singer, you have to real fight to keep up with the pace of their, like, <laughs> like they are they are fucking rattling through those words. Mm-hmm. It's what, one of those scar tracks. Nice. Um, it's a good, good, good bit of upbeat scar. Nice. Um, I also listened to IDK, if I'm a boy, 
by Blue Foster. Really simple track about a kid who's just questioning if they're cis or not. Uh, going through stuff like, I feel comfortable doing X, Y, and Z, and I keep looking at girls and wondering how I could be one, and setting myself goals that I would reward myself with girlhood if I reached, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Gender, what, what's that? What even is it's, a gender? It is very much a song it's not of worth that. setting fire to a <laughs> Winnie Woodland over. It's, it's very much a song of that period of, I mean, like, this and this and this and this sign, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Crack, crack. Yeah, it's, it's one of those tracks. It's a good track. Um, <laughs> and I listened to an album I haven't listened to in a while. Oh. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Space by The Mechanisms. That's that Johnny Sims. Yeah, Jonathan Sims of the Magnus Archives uh, was, was in a band called The Mechanisms. He was the, the singy man at the front of the band. Uh, I can't the... imagine Jonathan Sims singing. Have, have you never listened to The Mechanisms? No. I think you would really enjoy the album Once Upon a Time in Space. It is a concept album of basically uh, modern reinterpretations of fairy tales, but set in space to sea shanty, to almost sea shanty energy. I enjoy pirate music. It's, it's space pirates... Uh, Travelling around space, interacting with, like, hey, this is fairy tales, but also we're going to, like, you know, criticise all the bullshit stuff in them. Like, at w- at one point they come across the Sleeping Beauty analogue. It's like, oh, you're going to kiss her to wake her up. No, it, I can't get fucking consent from a sleeping woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that that kind of level of... Give her a shot of adrenaline. Ex- exactly. <laughs> um, it's a really fun concept album um, with some really catchy tracks in it. I think you'd really dig it. So mm-hmm. I, at some point we'll we'll give it a listen. Cause, How gravelly that singing boy? Uh, not not as not really? always as gravelly as you would expect. I I would expect quite gravelly. There are some gravelly moments for mm-hmm. sure. It, it depends what character he's playing oh. in which song. He he's he's got different voices for different songs. I got to see the mechanisms play once. Um, at I think it was Nine Worlds, like five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they performed this album. It was a fucking great show. They've got real good stage presence. They all uh, go on stage in like very elaborate outfits. Quite right, too. It's wonderful. Gotta give you a show. Uh, there's also some very good gay tracks in there. There's yeah, one ve- I... there is one very lesbian track on that album that I am a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's everything I've listened to this week. We have you not listened to the new Magnus Archive yet? No, I've not felt emotionally up to it. The series is back. I can understand why. Yeah, I looked at the, the content warnings for that first episode back of the, the, the season, and um, I need a good day for it, and I've I not yet had one. Um, I would say this is the first episode of the Magnus Archives that's genuinely got to me personally. Yeah. Like, before I've been like, oh, I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed how spoopy that was. This one was less like... I'm yeah. having a little bit of a that's, struggle. That's the thing. Occasionally, an episode will just hit a thing that's specific to you. Yes. Like, I know for me, it was the one about um, Martin losing his memory and not being mm-hmm. sure where he was. That that one got me. Yes, that was that. That was quite a difficult one because obviously got Alzheimer's in the family and don't yeah. have the best memory myself. Yeah. Yeah. Madness Archives is great. I'm not always in the mood for it. No, that's understandable. So they're back for part two of season three. It's being done in three parts. There will be some more episodes and then another brief hiatus. And then we will get the end of it, I think, by April next year, I think they've said. Uh, I'm not ready. Um, I'm curious to know how it's going to end. But yeah, yeah, big content warnings for episode. I think it's 177. 
Yeah. Uh, gaslighting um, very bad mental health professionals. Yes. Um, that's... Be- being trapped at the mercy of mental health professionals. Bad that, mental yeah, health professionals. Bad mental health professionals. Yeah. That's yeah. the experience I've sure had. Yes, <laughs> yes. I imagine it's the less light-hearted version of that Star Trek episode from the other week of the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a light-hearted episode. No, but I imagine this is that turned up a bit. It goes up to 11. Yeah. There are 11 nights. Yeah, that was, yeah, there was an episode with Riker not being sure if he oh, was or yes. was not in a yes, yes, mental yes. health facility. That was... Someone was messing with his brain. Yeah, that was quite a thing. That was a really interesting episode. Oh, fascinating episode. Terrifying. Well acted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh... Anything else you've listened to? Uh, I listened to an Oscar Schuster album again because I needed some comfort listening. Uh, called uh, Tristesse Telescopique. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's typical Oscar Schuster. Lots of sort of uh, music box sounds and uh, accordions. I would say it's probably a weird way to describe it, but I consider this one of the more French albums. And I say that probably because of the accordion. I don't know why I always acc- associate accordion either with pirates or really French music. Don't know why. Very much like the album. It's very calming and relaxing. And like most of Oscar Schuster stuff, it's good to sort of like, I need to, I, I, I need comfort sounds. I don't want anything to be coming at me too aggressively today. So thank you very much for the, the nice calm calmness. In a beautiful, yeah. even if it's slightly melancholy occasionally, that's fine. As long as it's not... Rawr, 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 please. Only pet, pet, purr, purr, sop, sop. <laughs> uh, is that everything you listen to? Yeah! Well then! Time for this. Time for this! Oh, uh, hi. Hi. Ah, uh, uh, yes, we're, we're going to have to do a little uh, reintroduction to you, as this is your first day back in the office after a while. Yes, yes, obviously we've all been working from home for a bit. Um... Yes, but don't worry, it's all over now, you're back here amongst the rest of the family. I mean, it's not all over, Covid rates are still rising exponentially, but... You but... get to be back here with the family! Sure, all of you who I definitely enjoy working with. Well, um, as you can see, we've uh, put... A uh, hand sanitizer. There's there's some by the front door. There's some by the uh like inner door by the security door. There's some by the door to your office. Some by the canteen. And there's uh wet wipes literally everywhere. You can find a wet wipe box on every surface. Don't forget to close the lids again or they'll dry out. Yeah. Uh, if you use the coffee machine, make sure you wipe the 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 touch panel down before the next person. It's only polite. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you do find your hands drying out, uh, we do suggest that you bring your own moisturizer in, but don't worry too much about that uh now are there any questions yeah yeah have you you know made sure that everyone's wearing masks properly there are masks available in the lobby so please make sure you're wearing a mask right next to the bowl of complimentary scorpions actually scorpions yes we have a bowl of complimentary scorpions it's part part of our new safety measures why why are there scorpions well, it makes people move much more quickly through the lobby. They won't hang about, risking spreading their germs around. Y- yes, but they will be risking scorpions. Well, the scorpions are fine. Also, did you know they glow under UV? No, I didn't know that. Now, uh, in the IT department, you will notice we've installed some zombies. Wait, wh- why, why are there zombies in IT? They're the running kind as well, not the shamblers. 
that doesn't feel safe. But but you will be able to move through them much more quickly, motivated by a motivational zombies. Well, I mean, the pandemic is motivation enough to not linger. Well, indeed, you don't want to be lingering. These are our COVID motivational zombies. Um, I think the COVID was motivation and a half. Uh, yes, and um, apart from that, uh, we also have the uh, the spike pit. Now, do be oh. careful when you're... You'll have to remember the sequence as you step over the checkerboard cat pattern in the lobby. How is that helpful? Well, it stops anyone getting too close to you because no one can take the, the path too, too close together. There are the little... The, there are the few that you have to hop over. Otherwise, you will just plunge into the spike you pit. You could just ask everyone to stay six feet away from each other. We tried that, but you know how people can be. They don't really listen to the best advice. You've heard about all these people having picnics and things with friends yes, and family. Yes, but you are, have... you are the boss. You can tell people do a thing or you don't have the job. We certainly can consider trying that, and we certainly will. But basically, getting you all back into the office is a managerial dick-swinging exercise. Yeah, I can see that by the fact that none of you have got your noses in the masks. Meow. 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 Oh, no one's going on. It's all, it's all changing. Changing again. Changing again. Um, I'm a homing. I see them every morning. We have cuddles, and then I sit on them, and they they look at the the flicker box for a while. And they tappy tap. They tappy tap, and but mostly do pet pets on me, and then remember to feed me. Mhm. And and but now they're not. It it's been months of humans have been here, and lots of cuddling, and lots of being in in the house. I was very happy about that. Always being in the, always available for cuddles. Exactly, I get to do nuzzlings whenever I want, I get to shed on them whenever I want, and like sometimes I jump up on their shoulder and look out the window. And all of a sudden, they're, they're gone, they're they're, gone. They, they used to do this, and they this stopped. This mean. I thought, I thought we'd convinced them that the going out in the day was a bad thing, we got them to stay we here. We finally wrangled them. And now they've 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 the back to not being around when I need cuddles. Yeah. Cuddles. Yeah. I miss my homies. I miss my homies too. I'm gonna hug you. Yeah. Although there is no one to stop us getting into the catnip now. The catnip, you say. <sighs> singular question time. It's time for a singular question. What is that one singular question? I forgot to put the thing out. Did you forget to do the I question thread? I forgot to do the th- question thread because uh, it's been a very stressful week. It has been a very stressful week, but also Tuesday. I'm very sleepy and and I, I don't mind us having a short question thread this week. Uh, Michael asks, who would you suggest has great covers of bands you enjoy through? For example, uh, Robin Adele Anderson, uh, their cover of I'm Not Okay, I Promise by MCR. Oh... On that MCR note, I really love their cover of Common People. I don't know. I heard that. Oh, they they do a great cover of Common People. Ooh. It is it is my preferred version of that track. Heck. Um other ones that jump to mind, um not a musician, but Ellen Page's cover of um uh Lost Cause by Beck in it's one of the highlights of Beyond Two Souls. Is Ellen Page just sat on the side of the road singing Lost Cause? And it's a goddamn, like, haunting rendition of it. Mm. 
Uh, you got any any good good ones? Uh, I don't know if I can recommend them because I feel like any bluegrass band is gonna be um p- potentially um Confederate types. <laughs> yeah, and they're never good. I, for a really long time, I really enjoyed Hayseed Dixie. Oh yeah, because I love a twangy banjo. A, a twangy banjo is a great thing. And I've always like I've always had a bit of a thing for like people doing. A track in a completely different style. I think that's yeah. why I like Ten Second Song so much. Just like yes. take it and do it in a completely different style, or like multiple different styles. Like mm. the um the Ten Second Songs, like twenty one different um uh, what was it? um MCR Black Parade in in twenty one styles, yeah. and then whatever they did. Uh, they did a system of a down track in the style of Ghost. Oh yeah, that um, I think that's Job Suey. It's it's yes. a really good version of it. Um, but yeah, I used to really get into Hazy Dixie's versions of just mostly just ACDC tracks. Yeah. Um, but suspect probably Confederates. So if you're gonna <laughs> listen to them, don't 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 pay money. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the the only other cover that jumps to mind, and I, I think this is one a lot of people know, is um, uh, Homeless Mustard's cover of Ooh. Creep. Yes, like that is that is the version of Creep. This is a good version. Of creep. It's it's there's some pain on that voice. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure there are others, but I didn't come prepared, and I can't think of them off the top of my head. Well then, that is all of the question. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How are you uh, doing? Um, it, I don't know. I've, I've, I've reached a level of exhaustion. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all, it's all plateaued again a bit, hasn't it? It's, it's plateaued. There has been a change in routine and my body is not No one not likes ready. a change in routine. It's, uh... I am the anti-Reggie right now. Oh no, your body, body is not, not ready. ready. <laughs> uh, well, I, I've been I've been thinking about a thing this week as yeah. I, as I'm known to do. Indeed. Uh, so, you know, I'm I am on some medications. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, they're medications I will be taking for the rest of my life. You know, yeah, as yeah. as it is, my body does not produce certain chemicals. I take those chemicals in pill form so that my body has those chemicals. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a thing that happens a lot when you're on, you know, medications you're going to be on forever, where people will turn around and be like, oh, you know, you sh- do you really want to be on medication the rest of your life? You know, you, oh, you should be trying to wean yourself off. You should be trying to live without them. And it's bullshit nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's mostly able people seem to think that, uh, you know, they are the way they are because they do things the way they do things. Yeah. And that if, if you don't, have everything as as they are as lucky to have it that somehow that you it's a failure on your part yeah you get this a lot for um either antidepressants or medication for conditions like ADHD you get a lot of uh, well surely you want to be able to cope without them uh, you know you don't want to be on those medications forever you know they them being the only reason you can cope and it's like well if i stop taking those medications it is a fact that you know my brain might just stop producing serotonin properly and you know it's not like I can just willpower through that. I just won't have serotonin like you do. I yeah. would like to feel happiness. Yeah, and they'll, you know, they'll try and sell you on yoga or garlic or turmeric or whatever the fuck they, like, uh, they fancy yeah. that no, week. None of those will do the thing I need to do, which is literally make my brain make the serotonin stick around. 
Yeah, and it seems to be that they will talk about you like you are lesser or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like you are being weak-willed for not willing yourself into telling your brain to make those chemicals. Yeah, because they don't like to think that it's possible that, you know, maybe they could end up being in some way, quote-unquote, faulty. Exactly, exactly. They don't want to believe that through no fault of their own, they might just not have the chemicals they need in them. And it's it's kind of the same with, with uh, physical disabilities as well, yeah. isn't it? You know, you know they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, you've got the, uh, you've, you've got maybe a, a chronic, uh, chronic pain issues. They'll be yeah. like, well, you know, you get maybe more exercise if you considered this, that and the other. Have you considered some ridiculous thing they've read about once on the internet or heard about from a friend? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, no, I actually do need medication. Yeah. Or the, I, the answer is usually I've tried every one of those things. Yes. None of them work. The medication works. Yeah, there they are, you know, ticking off their bingo board of, oh, someone said fucking yoga again. No. There we go. Yeah, and, and people don't like to think that through, as you say, through no fault of their own, that they can yeah. end up in a situation that is what they would consider less than ideal. Exactly. And you get this used sometimes to discredit things like... Uh, you get it used to discredit trans people who are on... Uh, if they happen to be on hormone replacement therapy, it's like, oh, you're not really, uh, you know, affected by hormones. You're just ta- taking tablets for the rest of your life. It's like, it's the same fucking stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you for the rest of your life will have hormones in your body. I will do the same, you know? It's just... Some of those might be swallowed or injected, you know? Yeah, and I might have considerably less of some hormones than even you do as a cis person. Yeah. <laughs> we know what I'm talking about. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's frustrating seeing this sort of uh, downplaying of people who are, whose lives are improved by being on medication. Yeah. As, as somehow having failed for finding a medication that works and sticking with it. Yeah, I think it's possible that some of this comes from the fact that, you know, a a few decades ago there were lots of conditions, including things like ADHD, where they just considered it bad behaviour or laziness on the part of children, and these things went horribly undiagnosed. Indeed, and I think part of it is uh, sort of misattribution of things like, we've got like the opioid crisis in the States, and like addiction is is a real thing, and there's a lot of people who look at, say, you are going to be on SSRIs for the rest of your life as, oh, you've developed... You're on a pill. All you've, pills yeah, bad. Yeah, you've developed, a, you've developed an addiction to antidepressants. It's like, no, I've stopped taking them and they stopped working, so I keep taking them. Yeah, you know, wandering around like they're fucking going, do not, my friends, allow yourself to become addicted to serotonin. Yeah, do not get addicted to being able to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite a thing. It is quite a thing, and people are just... People are arseholes sometimes. People are fucking arseholes. Um, you, 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 though, not an arsehole. I, I, I try to be a force for good in the world, as as I noticed to you. Yeah, indeed. You have a virtual hug. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Maybe next year. Maybe next year. 2021 is going to be the year of getting back to physical hugs. Oh, gosh, yes. I'm ready. <sighs> 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 I'm mighty enough to bed, mate. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, small sleep well, mate. Oh, you too. Have a good one. Yeah. Have a good night. So, Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. You can find me streaming on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. Um... 
You can find everything I post on laurakbuzz.com. I've got books. Uncomfortable Labels. That's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It's available where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a silly and serious illustrated coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. It's got a bunch of guest critics and game developers, and it comes out on February 4th, 2021. Uh, there's Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cisgender people's positive, lovely, nice, gender-affirming experiences told in a big old anthology. Mm. That'll hopefully be out in time for Pride Month 2021. That is the hope. And I've got podcasts. Pixel Squirt, talk about video game porn with Mari and Stacey from Geek Remix. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. I forgot which podcast I was on and therefore which one I put in that, that spot. Um, there's also Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6 and 7. They're all self-contained stories. I forgot to mention this earlier, but every Friday on YouTube I post a series called Accessibility, where I talk about video game industry, accessibility, representation. Uh, on Friday of this week, I should have had go up a very lengthy episode about Tell Me Why and its trans representation. Um, with a guest, Jesse Nowak, um who wonderfully guested on the episode so that we could get some trans man input on the character. Um, It is the first time I've collaborated with someone on an accessibility episode, and I'm real happy with it, so go check that out. Mm. Also, I'm on a podcast with you that isn't this one. Me? Yeah. Me on on the on the polyamory. Yeah, polyamory. Tell us about that. It's a fifth edition D and D real play podcast with questionable morals. Wow, we are chugging through. Oh yeah, we are chugging through. We're starting. We're starting to get to the 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 bits I've been really excited. The end day. game. Well, I mean, from the point of view of where we're playing, but also the point of view of what's going up for people to listen to. Yeah, we're now like eleven episodes into the main campaign Ooh. for season two. Um, haven't haven't you, you've gone to a, a music concert? Aha, that one. Mmm, <laughs> mm, can't really can't really talk anymore about that. But things are really getting exciting in that series. Things are getting to a point that I really enjoyed. Um, what else do I do? I do this. Um, I've got uh, SoundCloud and YouTube and a Twitter and pretty much all of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. The most important link, though, is patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. And I would like, as it is the beginning of the month, <gasps> to shout out all my lovely Patreons. Oh, who's getting shout outs? Uh, thank you very much to Jamie East, Steffi K, Tom Bowers, Jürgen Indie Monster Vine Rick Ferde, uh, product of Lactose Intolerance, Omegon the Same, Callum Heck the Frick Yeah for August Birthdays Turner. Salula, Robin, uh, S. Kearney, the Great Sky Raccoon. Uh, Larry Yelling NB, Kellery Jane, a uh, human of Mitzi. Jaden Cassiopeia Swift. Um, Math Tiger asks, Why won't Chris wear a bikini? Because he prefers a one piece. <laughs> uh, Rob Shothoff, uh, The Factory Must Grow. Jay Uni is nice, everything except the cops, Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life. Towers of Inquiry and Basin is back. Oh. Thank you all very much. I super appreciate you all. Um, if you want to get some of my ridiculous t-shirts, they're available on my Redbubble. That link again on my streamer links. So, Laura Darling, sing us out. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.